Let's all stand, let's pray here, and we'll begin worship. Father, we do thank you so much for this evening. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your love. Father, we thank you that today is breakthrough day. Break, I'm still having trouble with that. Breakthrough day. It's breakthrough day today. Thank you for it, Lord. We, we just give you all the glory and the praise and the honor for it. Lord, as we worship tonight, we, we ask you to lead us by your Holy Spirit, to worship you in spirit and in truth, and to, to give all the glory that's due your name to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Someone say hallelujah. Come on, someone say hallelujah. Thank God. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad he can pour fresh on you? Amen. Well, we're so glad that you're here tonight. Why don't we all stand, please? Why don't we all stand? Wasn't that great worship? Amen. Aren't you glad that uh, our future is bright with the next generation? Amen. It's good that they love God and we're so glad that you're here. Turn around, find four or five people and tell them that, uh, tell them that they're looking marvelous tonight. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Hallelujah. You're looking marvelous. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> so are you. You're looking marvelous. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's great. Amen. It's good to be here. Of course, we want to greet you and welcome you. And uh, on behalf of Pastors John and Debbie Neitzel, we say uh, welcome here tonight. And of course, how many know this is a week devoted to God? Yes. It's good to start the year out right. Amen. Putting God first. Well, we're honored and we're so glad that you're here. I'm Pastor John Moe and I'm from the southern branch of the family. <laughs> I'm from Iowa. And, and um, it's good to be here tonight. And how many know we're in the year 2020? Amen. Anyone glad that the old year is gone and you got a new year in front of you? Amen. It's going to be a good year. Amen. Someone says, how do you know it's going to be a good year? It's a good year when you and I look to God. Amen. 2020, of course, you know, you go to the eye doctors and they'll say you got 2020 vision. How many of you know that's good? And if you don't have 2020, then they give you these things called helpers. <laughs> and um, but it's good to look to God. I just want to encourage you. Someone here needs to understand this. In the year 2020, it's a year for you to look to God. Sometimes we look to people. Sometimes we look to man. Sometimes we look to our own abilities. But it's good to look to God and get the master's plan. It's good to look to him to get his viewpoint. It's good to look to him to give you the answer and the wisdom and direction. So I just want to start out tonight by encouraging you to look to God. And as you'll look to him, you'll see clearly on what to do, how to do, when to do, with whom to do. It'll work for you. Amen. Praise God. Well, are you ready for the Word of God tonight? Amen. Uh, my job is to give you the Word of God. If you got your Bibles or your device or whatever, go to with me to Luke's Gospel, chapter number 5. Luke's Gospel, the fifth chapter, please. Luke's Gospel, chapter number 5. I have something that I believe God placed upon my heart that'll fit. How many of you know we'll never have another time like this, right? We're here in the presence of God and starting off a new year. Luke's Gospel, chapter 5. I believe that God has something for all of us. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, I believe God has something for you tonight. Luke's Gospel, the fifth chapter. If you're there, say, I'm there with you, Pastor. A couple of you are not there. We'll give you a chance to get there. Luke's Gospel, the fifth chapter. And uh, I want to call your attention here 
of course, there's a lot going on. We see where Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law. You know, Jesus likes mother-in-laws. <laughs> if Jesus liked mother moms-in-laws, you should like moms-in-law. Amen? Well, that went over real good. Jesus likes moms-in-laws. Likes father-in-laws. Jesus likes in-laws and outlaws. How about that? And we see here that Jesus preaches, and uh, oh, that was the fourth chapter. But then we see the uh, uh, that the fishermen are called as disciples here. But I wanted to get down to verse seventeen, and it says this. Now it, I'm reading out of a New King James Bible. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Someone say the power of the Lord, the power of the Lord. was present to heal them. Present to heal them. That gives you the impression. It needed healing, didn't it? Yes. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven you. How many know faith can be seen? It takes a lot of faith. You know, you got Bubba and them and they'd say, the place is packed, we're going to take you up on the road. How many know it takes a lot of faith? Verse 21. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? And he said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And immediately he arose before them and uh, took up what he had been lying on and departed to his own house glorifying God, and they were all amazed, and they noticed this, and they glorified God and were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things today. You know, people aren't always used to seeing things take place. You know, if you haven't seen something before, you can go, this is a strange thing that's taking place here today. You know? But this is a tremendous miracle that took place. And, of course, faith was involved in it. How many of you know they had faith that Jesus could do something to help their friend out, right? But I want to go back to something that was said here, and it says, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. It was somehow or another, it was on my heart tonight. I believe that God would have us to talk about the power of God. You know, God's, God's not without power. You've got to be kidding me if you think God doesn't have power. God's got a lot of power. Amen. God's got mega power, right? And the power of God was present to heal them. You know where God's at, you'll find his power. I said, where God's at, you'll find his power. When God shows up, he brings all of his power with him. You know, I don't believe that God leaves any of his power at home. I believe when God shows up, he brings all of his power with him. The power of God was present to heal that day. And you had all these people there from different communities. They were from uh, every town of Galilee or every town in the county, we could say, Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of God was present to heal them. Must have been a big house to hold all those people, right? And Jesus is there ministering, and the power of God was there. You know, how many of you know, wisdom says, go where the power is at. Amen. I said, if you're smart, find where the power is at and go there. I don't know about you, but when my 
my battery on my cell phone goes dead, I plug into where the power's at. Because <laughs> a brother's got to have some power here, you know? And you're smart if you go to where the power's at. But I would submit to you today that many people uh, are not going where the power is always located at. And really, sometimes even in the body of Christ, people don't know where the power of God's at. Uh, we need to uh, identify where the power is at. And that's my assignment tonight. I want to talk to you about identifying where the power of God's at. And I'm going to tell you where the power of God's at. Uh, the power of God is in you. Turn to your neighbor and say, the power of God is in you. Sometimes we're looking for the power of God and the, we don't realize the power of God is right there with you. And so we want to bring some attention to this because this is something that isn't talked about or not enough. So the power of God was present to heal them. OK, but yet, you know, Jesus isn't on the earth today, is he? I said, Jesus isn't walking on the earth. Now, if I was Jesus, he said that it's better that I go away because if I don't go away, I can't send the Holy Spirit. Right. Well, you know, if Jesus was the only one that could heal and we needed the power of God in our lives, how many of you know we'd have to get money, get an airline, <laughs> get a ticket, fly all the way to Israel and find Jesus and hope he's there? You know, if I'm Jesus, I'm God, it, it, it would be uh, wise on his part to put the power out there every place. Do you know you don't have to go to Israel to get healed today? Do you know you don't? Did you know that you don't have to go across town to find the power of God? That's because the power of God's in you and me as believers. Amen. Amen. So that's what we want to talk to you about tonight. All right. Uh, here, notice this here. Right, Luke's Gospel, chapter five. I want to go back and read again. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, men brought on a bed, a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring and lay before him when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd. They went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tile in the midst of Jesus. My first point I want to give you tonight in this message is just the power of God is, is inside, not outside. The power of God is inside. Everyone say inside. inside. Turn to your neighbor and say it's inside, inside. not outside. outside. Did you notice that these men came to see Jesus, there's no power on the outside, so they had to do something. What did they have to do? They had to get up on the roof because they needed to get in where the power was at. Well, the power of God isn't located in the house. The power of God is on the inside of you and I. Amen. Sometimes we say things like, well, I feel so powerless. Well, wait a minute. I thought you were a believer. Don't look at me that way. They looked at me that way. I'm going to come over here. I thought you were a believer. And if you're a believer, aren't you going to believe what the word of God has to say? Well, what does the word of God have to say? Someone would say, well, let's take a look at it. Go to John's gospel, chapter seven. We'll, we'll run through these as quick as uh, as quickly as we can. John's gospel, chapter seven. Notice this verse 37. This is Jesus speaking. And it says in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried, saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Well, hallelujah to that. Amen. But this spake he of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. How many of you know we should receive the Holy Spirit? Yes, you can be born of the spirit, but you should receive the Holy Spirit. 
And if you receive the Holy Spirit, according to what the word of God says, rivers of living water should come out of you. The last time I checked, rivers have a lot of power. Go ask somebody that lives on the Mississippi River. The rivers have the power to change. Did you know that the power of God is on the inside of you and me when we receive the Holy Spirit? There's power to change you. There's power to change me. Uh, Rivers don't always stay the same. They take different courses and stuff, right? But the rivers, I I mean, when it's raining and the floods come, it changes everything. It moves away everything that's dead. All the dead trees and branches, I mean, they get out. How many of you know there are dead things in our lives that need to come out of us? Are you listening to me tonight? And did you know that there's a river that flows out of the inside of us? Rivers of living waters. How many of you know there's life in the rivers? Amen. Amen. I said there's life in the rivers. You can go to a pond and not have much life there. Could be everything could be dead. But how I many you know when you have rivers, there's fresh water coming all the time. Boy. Did you know there's streams or fountains or flows of God that can come out of all of us as believers? Did you know that there's a river for your marriage? Well, I got I got marriage issues. How about the power of God that's inside of you that can change a marriage? I, I got news for you. You don't have to divorce folks. How I many know the power of God can help change people? That was a good spot to say amen. <laughs> sure. So many times, well, we're looking on the outside. How am I, I going to change this? How about this? How about his? How is he going to change that? See, we look on the outside, but we need to look on the inside of us. How I many you know there is a power of God on the inside of us? Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. How I many you know if your marriage isn't so hot, how I many you know you need living waters to be poured out in your marriage? Amen. Can God do that? Yes. Yes. You know, uh, Jesus said before he left, you don't turn there, but in Luke's gospel, chapter 24, he said this in verse 49, behold, I send you the promise of my father upon you, but tarry uh, in the city of until you be endued with power from on high. He told the disciples, tarry in Jerusalem and wait until the promise. Did you know the father had a promise of giving people his power? Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus said this, but you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the other most parts of the earth. Jesus said you shall be, you shall have power come upon you and you shall be witnesses. A witness is someone that testifies to what they have seen or heard, right? And so wait a minute here. Let's get our thinking right. If we're, if we've received the power of God, if we've received the Holy Spirit, can we be a witness? So then why do you say, uh, why don't you go over there and share your faith with someone? Well, you know, I got to, I don't know. Let me pray about it and see if I'm led. Too much lead in the pants. (laughs) You don't have to be led to be a witness. You got the power to be a witness. Well, I can never share my testimony with anyone hooey and fooey. You've got, did you not get the power of God or what? If you got the power of God, you got the power to be a witness. Amen. Amen. I'm a witness. Wouldn't you want to be a witness too? Well, we've got the power. Everyone say, I've got the power. You got the power on the inside of you to be a witness. Woo! That's good preaching, Pastor Mo. I know it. <laughs> Thank you. But you shall, you shall receive power. That word power in the Greek is dunamis. It's the word where we get the, our word dynamite from. How I many you know you've got explosive power living on the inside of you? 
this is getting better. Man, I got some, I got some power. Do you know I'm a power? Did you know if you're a woman in here, you're a power packing mama? That power is the ability. Did you know you have the ability on the inside of you? Did you know the Holy Ghost, the power of God, gives you and I the ability to do certain things? It'd be good to tap into that power, wouldn't it? That power makes a tremendous difference in our lives, whether you realize it or not. Do you know we have a power residing on the inside of us when you receive the Holy Spirit? But I don't know. You know, I heard this statement here recently, and I thought, wow. And it caught my attention. You know, someday we're going to get to heaven. And someday people in heaven, people that lived in the Old Testament, they didn't have the power of God on the inside of them. You know, the power of God would just come on certain people like prophets, you know, or a king or something for service or a priest to serve in the priesthood or some special individual like Gideon that God just put his anointing on, you know. And people are going to say, what was it like in 2020? What was it like? to carry the power of God on the inside of you. Can you tell me what that felt like? How did that work in your life? What did that look like? And we're going to be thinking like, well, I never even thought about that. Well, that's the reason for my message. We're trying to get you to think about some of these things. We're carrying power. You know, it's a lie. It's a lie from the enemy when he tells you you're just powerless in this situation. I would submit to you from the word of God, you are not powerless. There's a power to change what's going on in your life. It's called the Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 How about this? You can write this down. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Did you know that the Holy Spirit dwells in you and I? Amen. And did you know the Holy Spirit brings with him life? Mm-hmm. Did you know we're not dead? Amen. Aren't you glad to be alive? Amen. It's good to be alive. Amen. The Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of us. He lives there. Did you know that the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of the body of Christ? Collectively? And you personally? Amen. The Spirit of God. Woo. I don't know if we even think about this very much. Well, I got problems on the job, Pastor. You got the Holy Ghost living in there. He can help you. We got to start looking inside and not on the outside. Did you guys get that? Boy, you could, you could preach a week right there. But let's go to my second point. Second point is found in Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Turn there with me. Acts the third chapter. For the sake of time, we got to keep moving here. Acts chapter 3. And I want you to notice this here. Uh, there's this lame man that was healed, had a miraculous healing take place. In verse number 1, it says this. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from them who entered the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but such, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Someone say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
Then he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And so he leaping up and stood and walked and entered into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God, walking and leaping and praising God, because the power of God was there. Jesus wasn't there physically, but Peter and John was there that day. This man was laid daily by the gate called Beautiful. It's beautiful when everyone else can walk through the gate, but I can't walk through the gate. Not such a beautiful gate. The beautiful gate, it was called beautiful because when the sun would set, the sun would hit the gate and it would glow and it would stand out. But this is not too long after Jesus had left the earth. I wonder why Jesus didn't heal that man. He's there every day. I'm sure Jesus went in and out of that gate. Don't know if you've ever thought about that or not. But notice this, it says, Peter said, but what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. My second point is this, you and I must have confidence in the power that's in us. Come on, guys, let's get some confidence in what God has given us. This gift called the Holy Spirit, we got to put some confidence in him. We got to put some confidence in the power of God. Amen. You got anger issues? You got, how many know you got anger issues? People go to anger management class, right? So it says, well, you know, I just, I have a problem controlling my temper. Can the power of God help you with your temper? You know, the power of God will help you, but the power of God in you isn't just for you, it's for other people. There was a man there that was lame who had never walked. And they had to carry him and lay him daily. And he had to beg, and he's, he's just doing the thing he always does, is just beg. How many know God will do you better than you could possibly ever imagine? But did you know what? Two preacher men going to prayer. You know, thank God for prayer, but it wasn't prayer that did it. Well, let me go pray first and get loaded up and then I'll come back and minister to you. Did you know they had confidence such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk and then help the man up. Woo! Did you know we got power to help people? You got power to help people. If you're a believer, you got the Holy Ghost, you got power to help folk. We don't always believe that. We can have some confidence in that. I, I know I shared this story once before when I was here, but there, there was a guy that I did not like. You know, there's sometimes people you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he was uh, a drug addict, and he had got hooked on cocaine. And... Uh, this person came to me and said that, you know, so-and-so's hooked on cocaine and he's to the point that he doesn't know how to get off and now he's afraid he's about ready to kill himself. Would you pray? I didn't want to pray for him. That's real spiritual, isn't it? I, I even said I could care less. Even for, as far as I'm concerned, he can go to hell. Boy, that's real loving and compassionate, isn't it? I'm so glad Jesus wasn't like me. And you. <laughs> and God says, you don't mean that. I said, Lord, yes, I did. He goes, no, you don't mean that. He goes, pray for him. I go, okay, God. So I prayed. I got on my knees and I started praying for this man. And it was tough because I didn't want to pray for him. After about five minutes of praying, the power of God kicked in. And he became the easiest person to pray for. I've ne- I mean, I'm praying as fast as I can. Lights out. Easy. I mean, it was so easy. It was just like it was on autopilot. I mean, I'm moving down the road. And then I started singing and tongues and stuff. And I thought, well, it must be done. I looked down at my watch and about 45 minutes had gone by. 
And it seemed like it was about five minutes. That's how easy it was to pray. Two weeks later, I got a report. You know, that person I asked you to pray for? I go, yeah. He goes, did you know that he has no desire to do drugs whatsoever? Amen. God was trying to teach me a lesson. I had the power to help someone. I had to repent for being a knucklehead. I know none of you have never been a knucklehead before. I had to repent for the hardness of my heart. I had the power to help someone that day. Power of God. See, we have to have confidence in the power. And if you have confidence in the power, God can use you. But how are we going to have confidence in something that we don't know anything about? That's why I'm talking to you tonight. This is my assignment. If you don't like this message, come tomorrow night. It'll be a different one. <laughs> Everyone say, I have confidence, have confidence in the power of God, power of God. That's, in me. that's in me. He didn't tell you to have confidence in yourself. You are supposed to have confidence in him and he's in you. That makes all the difference in the world. Wow. Confidence matters greatly. You know, people that are confident, did you ever notice they walk differently? People that are confident, I mean, I mean, they're bold. You know, people that are confident, I mean, it makes all the difference in the world. We need to have some confidence as believers. You've got to be confident in your God. And in the power of God that lives on the inside of you. We have living power that's on the inside of us that needs to get out of us and touch the world. And the nice thing about this is that there's no age requirement. The youngest kid that has the Holy Spirit has the power of God on the inside of them to help someone. And the oldest person in the room has the same power. And you know what? It, the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives and dwells in me. Woo! That same power that raised Christ from the dead will raise you from the dead. My God, this is great. Amen? <laughs> Woo, man. You got a lot. You know, if you don't like this, your wood is really wet. This ought to fire you up, amen? This is Wednesday night fire-up session. Power of God's there. But we got to come to a point where we believe the Word of God. Can anyone here ready to believe the Word of God tonight? The power, they had, they had such as I have. You know what they had? They had the power of God in the name of Jesus. Did you know when you got the power of God in the name of Jesus, you're a difference maker? Some of you young people here, you can make a difference in your school if you had a revelation that I have the power of God in me in the name of Jesus. Things can change in your school. Things can change in your family. But you've got to have some confidence in the power and in the name. Makes all the difference in the world. Now, this is hard on religious people. So if you're religious in here, uh, buckle in. Matthew's Gospel, the 10th chapter, please. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 10. Matthew's Gospel, the 10th chapter. We have Jesus here, and he's called his disciples. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 10, verse 1. And it says this, when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them what? What did he give them? Power. That word power or authority. It's translated authority. He gave them power or authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sicknesses, sickness and all kinds of disease. Boy, that's hard on religious people. 
did Jesus give regularly just ordinary guys, fishermen, tax collectors, did he give them some power? And what was the power there to do? He gave them power over unclean spirits. To cast them out. How many know unclean spirits need to leave? And to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Did you know that these 12 disciples had the power to cast out spirits and heal sicknesses and disease? There's a difference between sickness and disease. And they had the power. Well, why would Jesus give them the power? Jesus can't be every place at one time. So he delegated his authority or his power to these men. Does that make a difference? Sure. Notice, drop down here, verse 7. And he even told them where to go, verse 6. He says, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received. Freely what? Freely you have received what? You and I are supposed to give. You got it. Give it. Go to your neighbor and say, if you got it, use it. They have been given power. They have been given authority. And he said, freely you have received, freely give. God expects you to use the power. Help help folks with. Amen? And if that wasn't... Um, <clears throat> If that wasn't, didn't get you upset, go to, someone says, well, that was just the disciples or the apostles and they passed away. Well, let's go to Luke's gospel, chapter 10. Luke's gospel, the 10th chapter, please. I'm teaching, just teaching line upon line tonight. Luke's gospel, chapter 10. I know you're a quick turning church. <laughs> Verse number one. And I want you to notice what's recorded here. And after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others. Everyone say 70. First we had 12. Now God appointed, now Jesus appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers unto his harvest. They were harvesters and Jesus was sending them out. And you know what he sent them out with? He sent them out with power. Everyone say power. power. Notice this verse eight. Whatever city you enter and they receive you uh, eats such things are set before you. And then notice this, and heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. We carry the power from the kingdom of God. They have power from the kingdom of God. And what did he do to say heal the sick? Did Jesus say heal the sick? I got a question for you. Are there still disciples on the earth today? If there's disciples on the earth today, and this was under an old covenant, and we have a better covenant today, then that tells me that healing has not passed away. If healing passed away, then disciples would have to pass away. If healing's been done away with, then what's the purpose of having the Holy Spirit? You and I, we've got power. Everyone say, I got the power. power. Let's go to another one. Acts chapter 8. Turn with me to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 6. I got to move on. I don't know how much time. Acts chapter 6. Go with me to Acts the 6th chapter. You guys starting to catch this, right? Acts chapter number 6. <clears throat> Notice this here in Acts chapter 6. 
we had these seven disciples here, and of course, the apostles were there, and they, the Hellenists were complaining that um, they were not being served, and so they said, you know, it's not good for us to leave uh, and serve the people. We need to focus on some other things. Verse 3, Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of a good reputation. Now, these are some leaders that were in the early church here. Did you know the first thing to being a leader is a good reputation? There are people, maybe there are some here in the room, you wonder why God doesn't use you. Maybe it's because of your reputation. That went over real good, didn't it? <laughs> what do you mean a good reputation? Maybe you're just ugly with people. Did you know you could have the Holy Ghost and not have a good reputation? Maybe you're late to church all the time. Your reputation, that's not a good reputation being late all the time. You want to be in leadership, we've got to do what the Word of God tells us to do. Amen. Pastor John didn't tell me to preach this. <laughs> but preach. <laughs> Therefore, brethren... If you can't say amen, just say oh me and make a change and you'll be fine. You'll qualify. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation. Notice what the next thing was, full of the Holy Spirit. A good leader has a good reputation. They're full of the Holy Spirit. Notice what comes next, and they got some wisdom. Who we may appoint over this business, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer in the ministry of the Word of God. That's why Pastor John and Debbie have good help here. There's great help here in this church. There's people with good reputation, full of the Holy Ghost, and they got some wisdom. You can use help like that, amen? amen. People like that, you don't want sitting on the sidelines, right? Now, of course, and... Uh, then in verse 5, it gives seven men who qualified. Then note, note verse number 8, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Stephen was a disciple in the early church. And the Bible says this about Stephen. He did great wonders and signs. He was a man full of power. Do we have any disciples here? Do we have any disciples here in the place tonight? Did you know you qualify to do great, wonderful things and signs? You qualify. Are you a disciple? You qualify. You have the ability to do signs and wonders and demonstrate great power. Stephen did, and he was just a disciple in the early church. Some would say, well, this is just for, you know, the evangelists, the apostles and pastors. No, 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 no. This is for you. You got to have some confidence in what God's put in you. Did you know that God has more confidence in you than you have? Turn to your neighbor and say, he's really plowing your yard today. <laughs> I know you mow this way, but I'm mowing this way. <laughs> How is it that God can trust you with his very own Holy Spirit and give you the Holy Spirit and put that Holy Spirit, the, the third person of the Trinity lives on the inside of you. He trusts you with his own Holy Spirit and then you act like that uh, you have no confidence in yourself. If God can trust you with his Holy Spirit, he can trust you with his power. Amen. Woo! God trusts you. You know, God trusts you. He, you're not going to do flaky things with his power. He trusts you to take his power and touch people with his power. Why would he give you the power if he didn't trust you? Why would he give you the power if you didn't use, if you're not going to use it? He expects you and I to use it. We should have some confidence in the power that's on the inside of us. 
silver and gold I don't have, but such as I have, give I you. I mean, no, we need, to, we need to lay hands on people. And did you know you're not responsible for healing people? Believers, those who believe in my name, they're going to cast out devils. In my name, they're going to lay hands on the sick and the sick are going to recover, right? Did you, did you know that it's not up to you to cast out the devil? It's not up to you to heal people. All you're doing is just like uh, God just flows through you. Jesus is the head of the church and we're the body. He's just flowing through the body. I can't heal you, but Jesus can. And Jesus gave me the Holy Ghost and I got the power of God on the inside of me. I can help you, brother. So then we don't have to pick up the phone and call Pastor John to come down to the hospital and heal Uncle Buck. <laughs> Our Aunt Susie. God expects you and I, you're there. It's your family, your relative. Slap some hands on them and <laughs> let the power go. Amen. Freely you have received, freely give. Amen. Amen. <coughs> you got to look inside. One time I was really sick. I was a new believer. I was attending this church and I got really sick. And I thought, man, I need to go to church. I went to, the Bible says in James that the elders could lay hands on, pray the prayer of faith, anoint people with oil. I need someone to anoint me with oil and pray a prayer of faith because I feel like I'm going to die. And I went to church and I got so sick. I got up, I was sitting on the last row of the church on the last pew by the door, closer to the door in case you know you had to up Chuck. You guys know up and Chuck. <laughs> It was a bad situation. I got in the bathroom, and I felt so weak, I collapsed on the bathroom floor at church. Now, I'm in the, I wasn't in the carpet ministry. I was in the floor ministry right there, tile floor. And I heard the devil say these words, you know, they're going to find you dead here in this bathroom. I said, devil, you're a liar. They're not going to find me dead. Yes, they are. They're going to find you dead. The newspaper headline says, black man dies in bathroom floor at church. <laughs> That's the way I heard it. That's the devil. Get away from me in the name of Jesus. And you know what I did? On the inside of me, I remember these words. The Bible said, let the weak say I'm strong. Amen. I got power on the inside of me. Amen. I said, devil, you're a liar. I'm strong in the name of Jesus. And I had no oomph. I was like, I'm strong in Jesus' name. And then I said it again, and I said it again. Did you know the more I said that, the more the power of God rose up on the inside of my body? And did you know after just a few minutes of saying that, I was up off the floor standing up, and I made my way back out into the church service, sat down. We had a guest speaker. The speaker says, you back there. And then God dealt with me and called me into the ministry. <laughs> no one ever laid hands on me, and I received my healing. That day, and no one ever laid hands on me. The power of God came up on the inside of me and healed me. Amen. Did you know that power will strengthen you when you feel weak? Didn't the Bible say when we're weak, he is what? Strong. How are you going to get strong? The Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. So let's do that tonight. Everyone say, I'm strong. I'm come strong. on, I said, come on, say, I'm strong. I'm strong. So, come on, someone say, I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of His might. I'm strong. I resist brownies. <laughs> I'm just so weak when it comes to those brownies. <laughs> I, just I tell you, I just cave every time. Many times we're talking... We're talking against what the Word of God says and we wonder why the power isn't working in our lives. We're strong. With God's help, I overcome everything. Amen? Greater is He that lives in me than he that's in the world. Got the power on the inside of me. And finally, we got to start thinking differently. You know, we think wrong. This whole message is to help us think right. You know what we got to think? That we're one with Christ. Turn to your neighbor and tell them you, they're one with Christ. 
As we close out, it's John's Gospel 17. Turn there so you can get it underlined in your Bible or highlighted on your phone or whatever. John's Gospel chapter 17. Jesus is praying a prayer for all believers in verse number 20. This is what Jesus prayed. I do not pray for these alone, talking about his 12 disciples, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Are we believing in Jesus because somebody told us about Jesus? So Jesus was praying for you and me way down the road here. That they may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe you sent me. Did you notice that the Father's in Jesus, Jesus in the Father, and the Father and Jesus are in us? Did you know when you show up with the power of God, the Father and the Son shows up? Jesus has your back. You got Father, Son, and Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. And when we think that, when we start thinking like this, that we're one with the Father, Jesus said, I, I, I do what I see my father do. I say what I hear my father say. Him and the father are working in this thing called ministry. They're working as one. Did you know all we got to do is work with one? We're one with the father. Did you know Jesus is the head and we're the body? Did you know my body came in here with my head? When I walked through the door, how dare my body come in here with my head? Did you know my body's one with my head? I didn't leave my head outside. Wouldn't I look funny with no head? (laughs) Jesus is the head of the church and we're his body. You can't separate the head from the body. You and I are one with him. Amen. And when you're one with him, you you get this revelation that I'm not in this alone. When I go to lay hands on someone... I'm not in this. If I got to deal with the devil, I'm not in this alone. Not in this alone. We don't. Did you know we don't have to be afraid of the devil? He's afraid of you. Some boldness comes on you. I want you to think about how you and Jesus and the Father are one together. In John's Gospel 15, Jesus said, Abide in me and I in you. The branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. I am the vine and we're the branches. And what flows right through the vine comes to the branches. And you know what that is? That's the power of God. So the next time you're facing a situation, I want you to think about this and remind yourself the power of God's on the inside of me. Do you know the power of God? Of it? Did you know that on the inside of you is the power of God? There's enough power on the inside of you to get you out of debt. There's an anointing to destroy debt off your life. Did you know that there's enough power of God on the inside of you to break every addiction in your life? Did you know there's enough power of God on the inside of you to heal your physical body? Do you know there's enough power of God in you to help your sister out? You can help people. It's on the inside of you. It's working on the inside. It's alive. You're a live wire. Amen. You got rivers on the inside of you. You got a flow. There's a flow that can touch people's lives. Man, let's not put the brakes on this, man. Just let her flow. Amen. And if you don't know how to say, God, I know I got the power, but how am I going to help this person? You know, if you'll ask God, he'll show you. Remember at the beginning when I said you need to, in 2020 you need to look to him? If you'll look to him, he'll show you. 
How do you feed a multitude? You know what Jesus, you can stand on your feet, please. You know what Jesus said to his disciples? You feed them. <laughs> he, he says, Philip, you know, where are we going to get food to feed all these people? And Philip's going like, ah, we don't have enough food to feed all these folks. But Jesus himself, he knew himself what he would do. When Jesus turned to the disciples and said, you feed them, they had the power to feed a multitude of people. They're just not aware of it. He wouldn't ask them to feed the multitudes if they didn't have the power. And you know what they look? Well, you know, we got one loaf, we got two loaves, we got some fish. But I mean, hey, what's that among all these people? They're looking at what they have. And they had the power because God had already, Jesus had already commissioned them with power and authority. They had power to feed a multitude and to work a miracle, and they didn't even realize it. In these last days in the world that we live in, there would come a time when God would call upon you to work a miracle. And you're going to say, oh, I, I could never work a miracle, but yet the power of God's on the inside of you. I believe that in these last days, God is showing believers, everyday believers, not just me as a preacher, not just Pastor John or Debbie, but he's going to be looking and showing believers how to work a miracle. He'll use you in gifts of healings. Don't fight God, just work with them. Let them use you. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for the word of God tonight. I thank you that you're helping us. I thank you that you're helping us all tonight. I don't know everyone here in the room, but maybe you're here in the room tonight and you don't even know Jesus. You've never given your life. He's your savior. He died on the cross for your sins. Maybe you've never received what he has done for you. He loved you. He died on the cross, paid the price for your sins. God raised him up from the dead. And if you can believe that and just receive him, it will make a tremendous difference in your life. If you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus as a Savior, as your Lord, you can know him in about 30 seconds. If that's you, no one looking around. I just want you to raise your hand right where you're at. I just want to pray with you, anyone. Anyone here in the room? Anyone? Anyone here in the room? Maybe you've been away from God and you want to come back, get right with God so the power can flow. Anyone here in the room? Anyone? Praise God. All right, someone say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, if you're here, the power of God's to heal is here to heal. If you're here and you've got pain in your arm, some kind of pain in your arm, if you would like to receive healing for that, the power of God's here to heal you. And if you would permit me, I would like to minister to you the power of God through healing. If that's you here in the room, anybody in the room, anybody, just stand right here in front of me, anyone. This is what God placed on my heart. Just stand right here. Just stand here. This won't take long and we'll let you go home. Anyone else? Power of God's here to heal. Do elbows count? That counts. I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, is what is it that you want me to do? I said, the power of God was present to heal. Do you want to heal anyone tonight? And then he talked to me about pain in the arm, in the arm here someplace. And so the power of God's here to heal you. That's fine. All right. Now, if I was going to hand you a $100 bill, what would you do? Grab it. You would grab it, right? If you got any wisdom, you would take it. <laughs> right? All you're here to do, you're not here to pray. All you're here is to receive healing. I'm not the healer. Jesus is the healer. And the power of the Holy Spirit is here to help you tonight. Amen? If we could have someone come back and play something there. Just a little soft there. I want you to close your eyes and lift your hands up toward heaven and say this prayer with me. Say, Father, Father in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus tonight, tonight, I believe that there's power to help me. Your Holy Spirit, your 
will make a difference in my body tonight. And by faith, I receive my healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Now the Bible says believers are going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover. So I'm going to lay hands on you tonight and you're going to be in recovery mode. Some of you may receive instantly. Others will receive and it'll power just work all night as you sleep and you'll get up the next morning and you'll feel fine. Amen? Amen. Stretch your hands out toward these. I'm going to start right here with you, brother. Which one is it? In the name of Jesus, I release the power of God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Change. Pain, you leave his body. In Jesus' name. Which one is it? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I thank you. I pray for strength to come into her foot and ankles, in her leg. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father, for touching her physical body. In the name of Jesus, I curse this pain. Jesus, you paid the price for her pain on the cross. In Jesus' name, I command pain to come out of that in the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. The pain leaves his wrist and it leaves now in Jesus' name. You know, God has great plans for your life. Just want to encourage you with that. <coughs> right here. Hell, it's so easy. It's hell, it's so easy. Oh, Father, I thank you. It's easy for her to receive. It's easy for her to receive. It's easy, Father. I thank you, it's easy. It's easy for her to receive direction from you. It's easy for her to receive correction from you. It's easy for her to receive her healing in Jesus' name. I thank you, she's healed in Jesus' name. She's, she receives so quickly, Father. Thank you in Jesus' name. Which one is it? Oh, it's already it's healed. Already it's already done. Well, a second touch. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I didn't touch her. Fire God touched her. So, so how could that be? You know, people brought the sick out and Peter's shadow. And just Peter's shadow coming over people and people received miracles. Power of God was present. Amen. Thank God. Which one is it? In the yeah. In the name of Jesus, I thank you. Oh Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Father. She's got freedom and she's free from this. I thank you. She's free from this in the name of Jesus. She's got full use without pain in Jesus' name. And then, oh Father, I thank you. You're working the power of God. I release it into her body in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for promotion coming to her life. The power of God that causes her to rise up and be promoted. I thank you. Promotion doesn't come from the north, the south, or the east, or the west, but it comes from God. I thank you for promoting her in Jesus' name. What was it again? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Where's Brother Vern? Come on up here, Brother Vern. Shoulders, hip, and foot. It's just not me. God will use everybody. Amen? Shoulders, hip. Go ahead. You minister to her. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the power of God. Holy Ghost, the healing power of God's working down her shoulder, through the elbow, and through the wrist. And Father, I come against this. And I thank you for straightening and aligning anything that's out of a line in her body. And I thank you, Father, that she's got victory in Jesus' name. You know, you overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. That's how you overcome it, Lord. You're an overcomer. 
You already got the blood of the Lamb. You just need the word of your testimony. Just lift your hands up and just begin to thank God. And just keep on thanking God. And you've got it in Jesus' name. How many know she's got it? Amen. She's got it. Amen. Praise God. I'm, you know, you've got to say you're healed when you don't feel like it. Your feelings are fickle. Feelings. One, your feelings wants to eat at Applebee's before you get out the door. You're wanting to eat at Chili's. <laughs> you can't live by your feelings. You got to live by what the Word of God says. Amen. The Bible says, "By His stripes I'm healed." Come on, let's raise our hands. Say, say this. We say, "Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe by Your stripes I'm healed." In Jesus' name good just to walk around praising God. Thank you. I'm healed by your stripes in Jesus' name. And then, you know, for whoever that is, where you get that um, depression comes in to bombard your thought life. I mean, you just, you get all these thoughts and you get depressed and down. Did you know that they put a crown of thorns on Jesus' head? And did you know that every prick of those thorns that went into his head was for everything that comes against your mind? Every mental battle and torment, Jesus won the victory for you in that area. Amen? You just tell the devil to leave your mind alone. And you got the mind of Christ and you're free from that in Jesus' name.